Hi everybody, I'm Jeff Suckendorf, CEO of UTD. I don't even know my name, my company anymore. It changed. We did <laughs> what, that five times. Is the name changed? Yeah, it's UTD Scuba Diving now, not Unified Team Diving anymore. Well, it's Unified Team Diving or UTD Scuba or UTD Diving. Diving. What? Yeah. You gotta have an official name. It's UTD Scuba Diving. Okay. Hey everybody, Jeff here. This was going to be another car cast, but it's the morning of the solar eclipse. So I thought it would be way more interesting to do this as a walking cast. We have this amazing canyon right behind our house. So I'm able to grab the dog and go for this quick canyon hike. So the light is just starting to get a little weird. I'm about a half an hour from as full as it gets. I have a, a kind of a long and interesting history with eclipses from back when I was in the film business and at this time. Maybe I'll run that story down at the end of this. But I have a topic I've wanted to talk about for a while now, and, and that's quitting. It seems so negative, but I have a spin on quitting that makes it not negative at all. So I'm going to talk about this in terms of scuba, in terms of the bicycle, and all the different sort of mental aspects that go with deciding to, to quit something. So just like I have a history with eclipses, which I'll tell you about, I also have a history with quitting, which we'll talk about. Now, one of the things that I started thinking about in this is back in the old days, when we had just started UTD, and, uh, and we're doing courses, and this could be any course, generally not open water, but Essentials, Rec 2, Tech 1, when it got hard for the students and got frustrating for the students. So this would normally be day two or maybe even three of like a four-day class. And the students would get to a point where they were getting frustrated. This is all part of the learning process, right? You do good work. You have a steep learning curve. You learn all this new stuff. And then the next day you try to apply it. And that application sometimes goes sideways. And sometimes it gets really frustrating for the students. And that's where quitting comes in. We actually used to call those the eBay dives because the joke was at the end of the day, the students would come back, throw their gear in the car, take it home and put it all on eBay. And that would be the end of their diving career. But it was a joke, it was an overreaction. I don't know if anybody actually ever did that. And then the next day they'd come back out bigger, better, stronger, having gone through that process for not quitting. So I want to explore this a little bit and, and just look at what are the mental aspects of quitting in the middle of a class, post-class, later on in a career of diving when things are getting boring or plateaued. And how do you get rid of that? Now, on the bike, quitting has been one of my demons. This is the thing I've had to learn the most in these last years of training really hard on the bicycle. There are days when it gets super hard, both in training and in racing. And my history, my demon, is that I would just pull up and sit up. And that would be that. And a minute later, 
I feel like a million bucks physically, not so much mentally. So what was happening was my legs had a ton more in them. My brain was done. It couldn't take the stress. It couldn't take the pain. It couldn't take the suffering. It couldn't take knowing I had 20 more minutes of this. And it would just stop. And so part of my training on this whole mental aspects of it has been to separate the body and the brain. So on a bike and running and swimming and anything competitive and any endurance sport, even in weightlifting, the brain says no, but the body has more in it. So the training becomes teach the brain to say yes. Teach the brain to say, okay, I know there's more. I know there's more in me. And just remember the days when there was more or remember that feeling one minute later after the quit, knowing that, oh my God, I could have gone so much harder and I could have gone for so much longer, but I didn't, I just quit. And so that's what I'm working on now is getting to those states, those physical and mental states where my body is physically tired and my mind is exhausted. But knowing that if I just recenter and think about my body and not my mind, there's more in me. And, and I've started to really learn how to take this into competition, into training. It's made me stronger. It's made me faster. And certainly it's made me mentally tougher in all parts of life. There's a lot of crossover for me between a, endurance athletics and my life, my living, my daily thing, you know, running my life, running UTD, you know, working with instructors, working with students. All of it's informed by the fact that there's always a little more in me. So let's talk about scuba diving. There are days in training where it's hard, where scuba diving training is difficult, where your sights are set on a high goal, where your instructor's sights are guiding you to that goal, and everything is going sideways. Buoyancy goes sideways, proper weighting's wrong, you took an extra three pounds you didn't need, didn't take that extra two pounds you did need, uh, you're struggling with gas in the feet of your suit. All of these are mental struggles that are manifesting physically. And it starts early on. It starts at the car. It starts the night before when you're packing. If you're weighted incorrectly, that is absolutely a mental game. That's not sitting down and thinking it through, right? Or that's not asking your instructor to take an extra two pounds with them in case you need it, particularly at the end of the dive. So the mental aspects of this become really critical. I read a book recently by a woman named Annie Duke. Uh, for those of you who remember, she was a world tour poker player. And of course, you know, poker is no one to hold them, no one to fold them, no one to walk away and no one to run games. And she wrote this fascinating book on the psychology of quitting. And there are lots and lots and lots of little tidbits in there and usable tools and techniques that I apply to everything now. I apply it to work, I apply it to family, I apply it to 
cycling and I apply it to scuba. Some of the things are simple. She has this whole chapter on don't quit while you're ahead. If you're winning, keep winning. The big trick is quit when you're losing. Know when to cut your losses. I think it's the same in training. I think it's the same in scuba diving that we have to know when to keep going and know when to quit, know when to walk away. Often in scuba, what we see is people have a really good experience in an early class like essentials. And they've been taught how to practice well, how to do proper gas planning, how to drive their dry suit in the best possible way. And they get home and they do four dives and they go do tech one unprepared because there is a practice curve in there. There's a learning curve and a practice curve. The learning curve is what you're doing in the class. The practice curve is what you're doing after the class. The train wreck happens when you skip the practice curve. And that's where the eBay dive comes in. So you go into a class too early. Sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's the instructor's fault. Sometimes it's the calendar's fault that, you know, here's a class coming up in three weeks that you're not ready for. And the next target is like in eight months and you don't want to wait. So you go in too early. We've seen this in every class, including instructor development courses. One of the ways we combat this is with a form for the instructors called path to completion form. So if you go into a class, you don't quite make the standards rather than certification, the instructor will fill out this path to completion form. And that form gives you very, very specific guidance on the gaps that you need to work on to come back and meet the standards for the class. So that's been a really good way for us to say, you skipped the practice step. <laughs> you know, we've always said you can't teach someone to dive in four days in a class. What you can teach them to do is practice properly. And I think James Mott or his buddy Brando, one of them said this not long ago on one of their podcasts, that practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And we really take that to heart. We really allow ourselves to be free in a class to teach you how to practice properly. This gives you the time to not think about quitting because now you're on a structured path. You're on a path that says, okay, I realize this is hard. I realize I'm a bit of a buoyancy train wreck or a trim train wreck, but I know I just think back to my class, what it is I can do to perfectly practice whatever issues I'm having. In the coaching program, that always falls back to send me video. Get in a pool, have your buddy with a camera, and let me see what the problem is. Let me see why you think you're head up trim. Let me see why you're struggling with a, a gas switch or just something simple like a frog kick or a back kick. Because on video, what's interesting on that is that nothing has to happen in the moment. You do your video, 
we do the critique, you have notes, and you go back and do it again. Send more video, rinse and repeat until you get to that point where now you're practicing perfectly. And that's where huge, huge learning and stability and skills gives you the best possible benefit. All right, so what does this have to do with quitting? Quitting in scuba shows up a couple of different ways. And there are a lot of defense mechanisms that we use to manage quitting. One of the most common that we hear is, oh, I don't really need to be a tech diver. I'm happy at 100 feet. I'm happy at 30 meters. So I'm just not going to do it again. I'm not going to take the class again. I'm not going to finish it again. I'm too old for deco. I'm too, you know, out of shape to drag the bottles. You can put in your own excuses wherever you want. But if you want this, then the trick is get it. Overcome the frustration of dealing with skills that aren't going well, stuff like that. Separate out the physical from the mental and fix your brain. Fixing your brain will fix your diving. Now, it's not magic. Fixing your brain generally means you have to get back in the water and practice perfectly. But fixing your brain allows you to do that. It doesn't open the door for you to put all your gear on eBay. That's part of quitting. Part of quitting is knowing the demons, knowing how, what your demons are, and working around them to keep going. So what do we learn from quitting? This is also really interesting. What I'm learning from quitting is just freaking don't quit. Just know the inner strength it takes to not quit. Just keep going. And if it doesn't work, do it again. Get with your instructor, get with your coach, you know, get with a buddy with a camera and just do it again. The key is don't practice badly. We've seen this in other agencies where people are told to practice for their class. Now, this doesn't make any, any sense to me. Why would you practice skills for a class that's going to teach you skills? So part of understanding how not to quit is to give yourself the best possible path to success. And that path is not trying to do valve drills on your own from a video for the first time without an instructor because you're going to miss things. That's not what our courses are about, particularly our essentials courses. These are about teaching skills, teaching you how to practice perfectly so you can then go on and own those skills completely. It's a huge, huge difference to coming into a class and having your instructor have to unlearn you everything that adds so much frustration to everybody it adds frustration to the instructor because the instructor knows had you not practiced poorly you could spend the time actually learning properly as opposed to unlearning for the first two days and then trying to break all those habits and relearn them the next day so that's a problem and then the other part of that is it's just no fun 
it's just no fun to be frustrated either in the practice where you don't know what you're doing or in the class where you realized you just spent three months practicing poorly. So leads to quitting. It leads to frustration. The frustration is what leads people to say, you know what? This just isn't for me. I'm just not a tech diver. I'm just not a cave diver. You know, I'm just going to let myself wash out of overhead protocols, wash out of tech creational. It's too hard. It's too much. It's too this. It's too blah. It's ah, blah, blah, blah. All of it is mental. It's obviously not too hard. Just thousands of people have become cave divers. Thousands of people have become tech divers. And it can be you too. If you don't let the demons eat you. So what are the positive steps? The positive steps are absolutely read the book by Annie Duke called Quit. It was just fantastic. It was fabulous. So that's one thing. Understand the psychology of quitting. Understand the psychology of not quitting, more importantly. And then the second thing is use those tools that you learn. Use those new tools. Use what you've learned about know when to hold them, know when to fold them. You know, advice is horrible. I hate giving advice. It just sounds like me being judgmental. But here's some advice. Your instructor doesn't care. And what I mean by that is your instructor doesn't care where you are now, today. They only care where you're going to be when they're finished with you. And that might be four days. It might be years, as long as that relationship lasts. In coaching, it's a really long time. In scuba coaching, sometimes this goes on for years and years and years. In transactional courses, this often goes on for days and days and days, or hours and hours and hours. So the key is to be able to figure out what is your mental state about keeping going. What do you need to do to keep going? Often, it's having small successes. The other thing that works really well is think about the days that were amazing. Think about the dives you did that were incredible. For me, it's about the training that I've done on the bike that was so successful that I replant in my mind whatever is saying stop now. And I replace that with, oh, just three months ago, I got this personal best, this PR, personal record on a 30-minute threshold interval. And I'm 15 minutes in. I know I have more in my legs right now. I have more in my legs today. And it's the same with diving. I have more in my skill set than I'm actually using. We have a saying in diving, never let your body dive you. You dive your body. And that's the same thing. Never let your equipment, your body, your position, your mind creep in in a negative way. You've got to put that out of your brain and replace it with, okay, I remember my successes. I remember two back kicks that my instructor said were amazing. And I actually remember how that felt. And I remember what it looked like on video. And that's what I'm going to do in my pool session today. I'm just going to work on that skill. Now, one of the things that also leads to quitting is over-practicing. This is a crazy thing. I've known people whose whole diving career is based on 
over-practicing. Go in the water, you do valve drills, you do propulsion, you do SMB deploys, pull it down, shoot it again, hand it to the next person, shoot. Endless, endless skill practice. And that's a huge trap because that becomes the diving. And diving is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be interesting. You're supposed to be able to see things that nobody else can see, enjoy things that nobody else is able to enjoy because they can't go underwater. The way we encourage everybody to dive, if you're in a training modality, is hop in the water, do good pre-dive procedures, buddy checks, glad, dad, 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 glad. You know, descend together, get everything super dialed. Then go have fun for two-thirds of your dive or three-quarters of your dive. See what you see. Photograph what you're going to photograph. And then on your way home or on your way up the line, do the skills. This has lots of benefits. One is you're a little tired, so it forces you to reframe your mind from a fun dive to the end of the dive protocols, which is, of course, the most important part of any dive. The other thing it does, it makes sure you're aware of your team, your environment, your ascent profile. Your awareness goes up when you're doing skills. It kind of trains your body and your mind to know that at the end of the dive, I have to be my sharpest. It's a really important part of it. Much like on the bike, the end is the most important. I once heard somebody say, how do you get the benefits of a five-hour bike ride, but only in two hours? And the answer is, ride the last two hours of your five-hour bike ride. Diving, the same thing. How do you get the benefits of 15 minutes of diving practice without having to go in the water for an hour? And the answer is, do your 15 minutes of practice at the end of a one-hour dive. Super simple. Use your skills, your mind, your focus, your clarity to always move forward, always push forward, never quit, never, ever quit. Just keep going. And as you keep going, you will get better and better and better. It's a huge part of the scuba coaching program. Our goal is to make people better divers and while doing that, better human beings, better in relationships, better in family, better in work. It all applies. It's all mental training. You know, relationships often fail because people are not willing to put in the work. Well, what is the work? The work is paying attention mentally, dealing with the things that are troubling, practicing being good. So I can go on for hours on this, but we are right now at the time of the total eclipse, the ring of fire eclipse. However, I am so far away from the path of that eclipse that the sun's out full. So that's too bad. Back in my old career as a filmmaker in the late or mid 90s, this was before UTD. I made a feature film as the cinematographer called Judy Berlin. And about a quarter of that movie took place during a solar eclipse. So we had all the challenges of figuring out how to photograph 
a solar eclipse, get it on the screen and make it the Sundance winning and Cannes Film Festival winning film that it actually turned out to be. So there you go. I love eclipses. I've studied them for now decades. So take your next class. Focus on learning how to practice properly. Focus on the perfection that comes with practicing properly. Don't quit. If you think you want to quit scuba or you think you want to quit a class or take the easy road out, just get on the phone and call us. Let's talk about the coaching program. Let's talk about how we can guide you through not quitting, becoming better, stronger, mentally more solid, and enjoy scuba diving every single day. That's what we all do. So thanks for listening. I have a few more of these in queue that I want to do. We have more podcasts coming on rebreathers, lots of other cool stuff. Leave us a rating and review. You can get these podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, all that. If you have any questions about this or comments, just shoot me a note, Jeff at utdscubadiving.com or through the contact form at utdscubadiving.com. And uh, I appreciate you all listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye now. Hell is going outside.